Welcome to the Challenge Solutions Podcast. So the holidays are coming up soon, and in this podcast, we thought we would talk about the experiences that we as blind teenagers have had at family and friend gatherings, and some of the awkward things that happen to us a lot, and then also some of the things that you can do as a blind student or things that we do to kind of make it less awkward and make it a better experience. But we're going to start with some of the stories that we have about things that our families have done and things I'm sure your families have also probably done. So we're going to start with Caitlin. So this is a story that I am sure every blind person can relate to. You're off to a holiday gathering with your family. It's going to be great. You're going to open presents. You're going to eat with your family and have a good time but you're also blind and you don't necessarily know everybody there well enough to just tell them what you need without it being awkward because they don't know how to interact with you. So inevitably you get left in a corner somewhere while the family you came with go (laughs) off to talk to other family members and then it comes time to acquire sustenance and (laughs) you don't have anyone that you know well enough in the immediate vicinity that you can recognize that you are comfortable asking to assist you. It's buffet style, and no one wants a blind person at a buffet. So (laughs) your choices are advocate for yourself or wait for someone to come get you. Neither is a good option. No matter what you do, it's going to end up being awkward. Whether you, like, kind of have to be like, uh, you know, can someone help? And then, like, no one hears you. Uh, And you're like, so then you kind of wait a little bit longer, and you're like, should I? So I think one of the best ways to possibly help, at least with just this situation, can be um, talking maybe to somebody beforehand, or at least maybe before eating, um, and be like, hey, you know, I know we do the buffet style thing, and that's not the easiest for me, and you know, do you think you could help me with that? And you know, it's, there's no real way to get around kind of how awkward it's going to be having to talk to somebody to to get help but it's going to be better than just kind of sitting there all hungry and wanting food and no one noticing and wanting to come over and like get it to you don't be the awkward blind person who just sits there advocate (laughs) advocacy is always the answer absolutely Yes, don't let it get to the point where everyone else is already eating the fudge and the chocolate pie and they're like going in for seconds and you still haven't even got your food yet. That is not, <laughs> that, that's not what you want. Honestly, no. I, I've gone to a point where I will just say, guys, unless you want me to put my hands in every pan and try to identify all these foods by touch, uh, you guys may want to help me find something to eat. And so, I think that that is is probably the best way to handle it, at least for me. And it may not necessarily be everybody's thing, but I like to 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 throw a joke out there. Um, so people, A, notice that you haven't gotten your food. B, realize why, you know, you didn't get it yourself if they didn't, you know what I mean? And just, and, and also it's funny, people will laugh and then hopefully people, someone will be like, oh yeah, you know, I'll, I'll help you with that. And I think it's kind of the, the least awkward way to handle it, I guess. Um, and that's just me. And I feel like 
at least if there's a lot of family there that, that you don't know nearly as well, sometimes they can have that apprehension that a lot of people who haven't interacted with blind people before have, where they're like, oh, you know, I don't really know how to, <clears throat> how to help, you know, because they very well could see you and be like, should I go over and help them or is somebody else doing it? You know, like it, it very well could be that they've noticed, but they just don't know what to do. Um, so if you make it aware that, you know, make it a joke, make people laugh and then make it aware that, yeah, you actually do need help. And, you know, and hopefully somebody will, will come over. And usually they do, I think, if you do. Yeah, I think it's always better to break the ice and acknowledge the situation than to just let it play out and be awkward without ever acknowledging the situation. Like if you crack a joke and acknowledge it, then everybody's going to be like, oh, okay, they can acknowledge this and laugh at it. And I'm not going to offend them if I go and offer them help. Because I think sometimes people are afraid to offer help because they don't know how to do it in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in an appropriate way. Especially so, if they cracking don't know that, Right. Cracking that joke and just putting it out there that you do need and appreciate help can be really useful in those situations. Like the elephant in the room type thing. Right. Address it. All right, move on. You know what I mean? And and hopefully somebody, somebody will come help you. But I definitely think that what it, what it does is that kind of joke, you know, it it breaks that wall or that kind of connection where it's like, okay, you know, yeah, they they need help. I'll, I'll go help them instead of them being, you know, continuing to be apprehensive. And then, and then you get to the point where like Macy said, everyone else is eating dessert and you haven't gotten to the turkey yet. Right. (laughs) Yes. And I think also a lot of times, you know, it's Christmas. There's a lot of people in the house. There are people with young children and a lot of people have someone else that they're, you know, taking care of like a child or another family member. And I think the same thing kind of applies to like when you're opening presents and you're opening it and you don't know what you just got, you know, you, (laughs) you have no idea what you're opening. People are asking you if you like your presents. That's another place where you can throw in a blind joke and be like, well, you know, I would know, except I have no idea what I just opened. So can someone help me out? Because, you know, people are like taking pictures of little Johnny with his new bike or whatever, and you're over there opening whatever you got and you have no idea, but they're trying to include you, but you you don't even know what you just, you know, received. And they're like, you know, do I say thank you? I don't know what you got me. (laughs) Yeah. One of the things that my family uh, does now this is just something that we've always done but it's definitely helped me out at least to avoid that kind of situation and it's people actually take turns opening presents now usually that can be hard to do if you've got a ton of little kids which we do um, and they always go first of course um, but then we you know we take turns so once it comes to my turn I'm the only one opening presents so a lot more people are kind of focused in and you know parents and stuff like that can be like oh this is what it is and, you know, because a lot of times people will already be engaged in conversation. They'll be talking about what they're going to, you know, what their travel plans are or, you know, you know, they'll already not really be paying attention. And so, but with uh, when you're taking turns, like opening presents now, obviously it's kind of hard to just be like, hey guys, can we just change the way we do Christmas just for me? You know, like, mm-hmm. so, but that is something that that's at least helped me out for that kind of situation. Yeah, that would be super helpful. My (laughs) Christmas celebrations are usually kind of a Mm free-for-all. And with my, like, immediate family, it's not as bad because there aren't as many of us. And they know what I need and how to interact with me. And they know to tell me what I'm opening as I open it. Um, But when we do things with, like, the broader extended family, it gets crazy because it is a free-for-all. And there are small children around and everybody is kind of focused on them and what they're opening and there's wrapping paper flying everywhere. No one is paying attention to me, yep, the blind right. one in the room. 
and that can be really disorienting and confusing and I won't know what I'm opening half the time. I will say though, in recent years, my extended family gatherings, most of the people, a good chunk of the people have learned that I need to be told what I'm opening as I open it. And there are a couple of people who will go out of their way to come sit by me while we're opening presents and tell me what I'm opening or what everybody else is opening. So that's good. Even as people are opening things because they understand that I need that extra little bit of inclusion, I guess. And it's usually the people who don't have small children who will uh-huh. come over and just kind of narrate what's going on. Did you outright ask them for that? Or did they, was that kind of something that they naturally started doing? My mom usually would do it anyway because she knew that it was crazy and I did not enjoy myself and I think people saw that so Mm -hmm. other people Mm -hmm. picked it up and started just kind of naturally telling me what was happening there's a select few people that kind of just naturally did it which was super nice that's awesome yes yeah see at my biggest Christmas which is at my grandma's house on my dad's side my grandparents on that side have three kids and then one of those kids has a child and she has a child. So we have basically four adults and their children or well, families and children. So they all have small children. So they're all very preoccupied with what their children are opening. And we, ours is not necessarily a free for all, but they pass out like three or four presents at a time. So each family child or sometimes more than one in each family is opening something all at the same time. So it's really hard. Thankfully, actually, I've started sitting by my brother and he has kind of picked that up and started telling me, okay, this is what, you know, you're getting, this is what you're opening, which has been Mm -hmm. super nice, but there for a while, I mean, you know, what can you do when everyone has those small children? You almost have to be like, I have no idea what I'm getting, but it can be really hard to pull some away from their own children or family to tell you what you're opening. Yeah, exactly. And again, I think this is another situation where you can try to to throw a joke out there, just like, you know, you did with, uh, you know, if like someone hasn't helped you with eating, you know, you can like open a present, and look at it and be like, oh, I've always wanted this. If only I knew what it was. Right. <laughs> you know, or just yes. something like that. So where people mm-hmm. will be like, oh, yeah, you know, because I, mean, I mean, no, they aren't necessarily paying full attention, but hopefully that'll kind of, you know, snap them into it or, you know, not into it, but you'd be right. like, oh, you know make them remember and they'll be like oh yeah yeah you know let me come over there and tell you what it is you know what I mean yeah Yeah. see my problem is it's always so loud that you almost have to you know it's almost like saying oh hey I'm the blind person excuse me someone help me which is good it is what you need to say but it's also kind of difficult especially Mm -hmm. if you're a more quiet person Mm -hmm. to pull that kind of thing off yeah. And yeah. And it mine too, it's loud and chaotic and there's like people and stuff everywhere and kids everywhere. And again, they're focused on the younger children in the room, which I don't want to take that away from the younger children because course, like yeah. they need that magical Christmas experience. But it comes a point where even if you don't broadcast it to the room that you don't, don't know what you're opening, if you can just grab one person that you're comfortable asking or even just advocate and grab the person next to you and be like, hey, what is this? that yeah beneficial yeah Yeah, that's what i've started doing because with the food scene i think it's a lot easier to be like hey guys you know i'm blind someone help me out and be loud because you know it's food like you 
you need to do that. And it's not a magical moment. And you know, people aren't taking pictures of their children and stuff like right. that. But with presents, <laughs> personally, I find it a lot easier to just tap the person beside me and be like, hey, what is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a little like, more socially acceptable and less awkward for everybody, I feel like, in that yeah. situation yeah. when there are kids have involved. To find the right person. So another fun situation that I'm sure we've all ended up in at holiday gatherings is orientation and mobility in the house because there are people everywhere there are babies on the floor there are presents on the floor there's glitter everywhere there are people between you and everything so that can be another fun experience yes it can (laughs) i think we've all ended up in those situations where like uh we need to get to the bathroom and we either don't know how or we do know how but we don't know what's between us and the bathroom and that's another situation where advocacy is the answer (laughs) yeah which it i mean it always will be um essentially it's just like kind of what's the best way to handle it because those are just the worst it's like no, I, re- I could get there, but I don't want to step on everything and everyone on my way. I don't want to step on the small there. children. <laughs> yes. Yes. And step. then you end up doing the, the walk, you know, the, you, everyone, all of us that do it. Walk. Your, your feet walk. are very gingerly, like every, you're taking these yeah. little steps, kind of dragging your feet on the ground to be sure you don't hit Three anything. And you, you've got like yep. a hand up in front of your, Blind in front shuffle. of your face. Just, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna end up being really bad yeah what's more awkward doing the blindy shuffle through the room trying to figure out where you're going or asking someone to help you to the bathroom and then it turns out they're in the middle of eating and they have to put your food their food down and it's just we're just trying to go for it and shoulder checking someone on your way yeah especially if that someone is a really small tiny baby or like skating on hot wheels across the room that's always fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> or tripping and falling through someone's christmas presents they haven't opened yet <laughs> has that happened to you yes oh no <laughs> that was actually oh, on no. christmas eve thankfully so i i realized what happened and the person wasn't in there so i closed the door and i ran to tell my grandmother and she had to rewrap it but yes i fell right through my little cousin's power wheels box oh no oh my gosh <laughs> yep oh dear and, i and have never experienced like that before i hope i never do <laughs> yeah stuff like that will always happen you know I mean, there's it's just going to be kind of how you, how you handle them in the situation but definitely mobility is extremely difficult um even just because, like, you know, you ha- you'll have kind of, like, the big party cent- uh, center, and they'll move, you know, around the house. You know, it depends, obviously, kind of the layout of the house. But, like, you know, obviously, you'll all be eating in the kitchen. There's some people in the dining room. And then everyone will migrate over to the living room where the Christmas tree is and all the presents. But then there's still some people in the kitchen. And it's always – there's just people everywhere. And it's so loud, and it's hard to get people – I mean, there's no – great way to really handle mobility without straight up just advocating asking somebody just like hey you know can you help me get to a, a you know a or b or whatever right exactly and something else to take into consideration is like what is around the house what kind of house is it like at my Mima's house there's like knickknacks everywhere little picture frames mm-hmm. and figurines mm-hmm. and things on shelves and don't want to knock those off. i don't want to knock those off because those are special and i would forever be 
haunted by that if I broke some of the things in her house. So mm-hmm. you have to take that into consideration because the blindy shuffle works to an extent. Upper body protection is <laughs> yeah. good. Until but you by find the time the shelf. your hands whack the shelf, something yeah. could already be on the floor. <laughs> yeah. And even just like doing kind of like the like walking along the wall, kind of trailing your hand along it and just if there's stuff knocking mounted over on pic- the wall. picture frames. Yeah. 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 Yes. So I think we can all agree that as a blind person, probably the best thing that you can do in every situation is advocate for yourself. Ask someone, you know, hey, how do I do this? Will you help me with this? Will you tell Mm -hmm. me what this is? Can you help Mm -hmm. me get here? You know, I'm sorry, who are you? (laughs) I mean, I mean, as a blind person, you doing your part to avoid the awkward situations is just as important as everyone else. You have to mm-hmm. be comfortable with talking to your family and telling them what you need and asking them for assistance when you need it. Right. It's it really is a team effort. Like you yeah. have to do your part in order for other people to do theirs. For other people. Cause you know, the more you advocate for yourself, the more people will in the future notice that and help you out without you having to advocate. But mm-hmm. it definitely doesn't come easy. I don't think anyone's, you know, pretending like it does, you know, that's definitely something that you have to, Right. I mean, you have to get comfortable with it, you know, and it's hard for a lot of people. And yeah, it's and just even if you never have. become comfortable with it, at least become good at it. Like, yeah, yeah. Make it till you make it is the answer in a lot of these situations. Yeah. Yes, it really is because the more awkward you are, the more awkward everyone, everyone else, else is going to be this. around you. Yeah. Learning to put a smile on your face and ask for what you need in a nice and non as non-awkward as possible way is one of the best skills you can develop as a blind person. Yeah, because if you don't know, if, or if you don't look like you know what's going on or like, like if you look awkward, everyone else is going to be like, just like, uh, you know, they'll, they'll feed off of the way you look. You know, if you look like you're confident and, and you know what you're doing, you've done it before, people will be like, okay, you know, they'll be more willing to, I think, interact with you and stuff like that. For sure. I also think it can be helpful to just have someone beforehand, again, know what you need in terms of orientation and mobility. Like, ask someone beforehand to describe kind of the layout of the house if you're not familiar with it. And make sure somebody knows that you're going to need a little extra help with orientation and mobility and Mm -hmm. knows to come get you whenever you're transferring rooms. Things like that can be super helpful. And ideally, if you're coming with, like, your parents or close family, or close friends, they're already going to know that, but it can mm-hmm. still be beneficial to just say, hey, remember, I'm going to need this, because sometimes they forget. And even with that reminder, sometimes they will get caught up in what they're doing and forget, and that's okay. That's understandable. Absolutely. So you still have to be able to advocate for yourself, but it can be good if you kind of give someone a heads up beforehand of what you're going to need. Even if you do a couple people, hopefully there will be a couple people kind of on your team that are going to yeah. know and understand. Even if like you come to like a kind of like a you know like a Christmas party, usually white elephant parties and stuff like that. Um, even if you come with like you know two to three friends, well, those two to three friends might all think you know they'll all be in conversation with somebody else, and they'll all think somebody else will do it. You know what I mean? So you exactly sometimes will want to you know you know choose someone and be like you are my designated person. You know, you right. know what I mean? And yes. uh, and even if that's kind of awkward, you know, maybe, you know have fun with it. You know, it's like you have been chosen right. <laughs> um, to you know, for, to not leave me behind, you know? I literally, in the car with my friends, I'll be like, okay, y'all, listen, you know, 
Crystal, it is your job to come and find me when we need to eat. I do not want to be awkward. I mean, I have friends that I can be really blunt with, which I think is definitely a yeah. good thing when you're blind. I'll be like, I do not mm-hmm. want to be awkward. You've got to come find me when we eat. And they'll be like, okay. And you yeah. know, everybody else knows that that person has it and that person knows that they are supposed to have it. So definitely yeah. find your most responsible friend to ask that question yes. to. Yeah. But speaking yeah. of you know, orientation in the house. I know Caitlin mentioned that earlier and things like that. So mobility tools slash service animals. I know Caitlin has a guide dog, so it's probably a little different for you. How do you, how do you handle your dog at Christmas gatherings and parties and things like that? You know, what's your protocol that you do and, or your family with that? So every guide dog handler is going to kind of make this decision for themselves based on their family and the situation they're going to be in. It's kind of a subjective thing. I am personally super strict with how my family interacts with my dog. Like my dog does not get table food with the exception of baby carrots and peanut butter on occasion. And my family is never, ever allowed to feed him anything. And I don't let him play unsupervised with my family or other dogs. I always have to be present when he's playing. So it is my choice to never, ever, like if my family is coming to my house for a gathering, either my dog is on a leash and he stays by my side or he is on tie down or in his kennel in my room with the door shut and no one interacts with him just because... I can't see them. I can't see if the small children are feeding him things Mm -hmm. and I don't want to pay for it later in the form of wet poop. That's never (laughs) fun. No blind dog handler wants that in their life. I don't think any dog handler wants that in their life. Right. True. But yeah, yeah, that's valid. Yes, definitely. (laughs) And I also, you know, I don't want people kind of playing with him and teaching him bad habits. And if other people have their dogs around dogs, sometimes have behaviors that I don't want my guide dog to pick up. So it's my choice to not allow him, especially not to allow him to run free in the house, but typically he stays on either a short leash or in harness and stays by my side. But if I'm going to a gathering somewhere, I'm probably going to choose not to bring my dog simply because it's probably gonna be a cramped space. There's gonna be a lot of people No one knows how to interact with the dog appropriately. So it's easier on everybody if the dog stays home. That's my decision. Now, if I were going somewhere with a group of people that I was super unfamiliar with in a super unfamiliar location, like I was going with new friends and not my family, and I knew it was going to be a bigger area, I might choose to take my dog and keep him in harness just for that extra confidence and security of knowing that I have a mobility aid in the event that I need to independently go somewhere. But generally speaking, as a handler, I choose not to take my dog to Christmas gatherings or any kind of holiday gatherings. So that being said, when you don't have a dog or if you don't have a dog, do you guys use your canes at parties? Because I personally, I leave it. I don't even bring it into the Christmas gathering. Now, if I was going out with my friends or something like that, I would definitely have it. But those in someone's house, family gatherings, I I don't even bring the cane in because it's just so much trouble. There's not enough room to use it effectively. Little kids could take it or play with it or you get questions about what it is or you can unfold it and smack someone in the face on accident. Are you guys kind of on the same consensus there? Or yeah, I've been there, done that. Um. Well, me personally, I will almost always just bring it 
you know, I may not use it at all, but I'm always just going to bring it because, you know, I guess, you know, you never know. I mean, it's probably really unlikely that just everybody there suddenly passed out and you were completely by yourself, but, you know, you never know what can happen. So I'll always bring it with me. Now, I have really huge jean pockets, so I can actually fit my cane in my pocket. Wow, um, must be nice <laughs> yeah seriously can't relate i'm sorry i'm sorry my pockets are sewn on they don't even open <laughs> they're literally sewn shut uh-huh i knew i knew <laughs> i knew i shouldn't have brought it up but that is what i do um as obviously like you know Macy, like you said it's just kind of hard to carry around i think for me since i have the option to be able to carry it and nece- not necessarily use it obviously it takes up a lot of room and it can be kind of annoying uh, and you don't really want to leave it anywhere if you do have it out. But I always just have it with me uh, just in case. Most of the times I don't use it at like a party situation just because, you know, if you're at a party situation, you've got most of the time a close family member or if it's like, you know, like a friend party, obviously you went there with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um uh, most of the time you'll have a pretty close friend that, you know, is usually kind of like we said earlier, the, the chosen one, the designated person who, who will be kind of leading you around and stuff through that party. So most of the time I don't use it at all. Yeah. I don't take my cane to like family gatherings and things like that. Like kind of like Macy said, it usually doesn't even come in the house because even if I do get left somewhere, most of those people have seen me before and know me well enough that it's fine for me to yell, Hey, somebody left me come get me please (laughs) yeah and it's fine and you know like you said there's usually someone there who is kind of with you and will get you where you need to be so typically it doesn't come with me for that now if I were going somewhere unfamiliar with a group of people that I did not necessarily trust to keep up with me Mm -hmm. like if you're going with school friends and you don't know what state they're going to be in by the end of the night then Ah. I will probably take it. I have a belt with a holster, so mm-hmm. it'll yeah. it hangs off like on my leg. Unfortunately, I can't shove it in a pocket, but I do have a holster. <laughs> so that is something that I have been known to do before. And again, back to the dog handler thing. If you do not want to take your dog to a party, but you also don't feel comfortable with the people that you came with enough to just not have any kind of mobility tool with you, it's always good to have a cane and a holster. Canes still have their place for guide dog handlers. Oh, yeah. I think so. canes have their place for just about every blind Absolutely. person, regardless of skill level, regardless of age, regardless of yeah. mobility. You know, I just, it's always a good thing to fall back on. And you don't have the worry of, you know, is someone going to feed my dog something? Is the dog going to eat someone's toy? Is the dog going to, you know, get glitter all over himself from rolling in the wrapping paper or something crazy like that. You just, you just don't have to think about it. (laughs) Right. Is the dog going to lick a baby's bottle? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Stuff that you don't really think about, you know? Right. uh, People have this idea that guide dogs are just always going to be perfect. And for the most part they are, or at least they correct the behavior immediately when you tell them to, but also you got to remember that there's a Labrador in that harness and (laughs) Labradors are party animals and they will do things if left unattended and given the opportunity. So it's always good. Like Macy said, your cane isn't going to do that. You don't have to worry about your cane going rogue and eating the wrapping paper (laughs) or licking a baby's bottle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, canes just have their place anyway. Like it's a, it's always good to have as many tools in the toolbox as possible. And even 
as a dog handler, if I'm going somewhere that my dog and I are not intimately familiar with, the cane goes in the holster or in my backpack because I, it's always good to have that available. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think the same thing can be said for pretty much everything we've talked to, you know, have as many tools in the box as you can have jokes that you can make in those situations, have ways of asking for help, have mobility tools, you know, have multiple friends or people that you trust and just mm-hmm. multiple methods for solving all of the problems that we've talked about in this mm-hmm. whole episode, I think is really the solution because you never know what's going to happen when you walk in there. You never know exactly who maybe got sick and didn't show up this year that you usually hang with or you just, you never know. So I think to wrap this up, that is the best piece of advice we can give for blind students or even blind adults in these situations. Yes. Blind people in general, you just need to have as many tools available to you as you possibly can. Even if you never use them, it's good to always have them available. And on that note, I also think it's worth mentioning. Sorry, we were going to wrap this up, but real quick, I think it's worth mentioning that you should always have a phone on you in large gathering situations. Because one, it's good to always have a phone on you. But two, if you lose somebody and you can't find them and you need help and no one is giving you what you need, it's always good to have the option of sending a text. Yes, or even calling if you need to. Technology Mm -hmm. is always your friend. In every situation, technology is your friend. The more, again, the more you can have, the more you can know, the better. If you have to call an IRA agent in the middle of your Christmas party to get to the bathroom, I mean, at least you have that option if it it has to come to that. Right. You want to plan A to Z. Right. Or even if you are opening presents and you don't know what they are and no one's helping you and you don't feel comfortable asking, call Ira, put some earbuds in and call Ira. Then you're the independent blindie and you're not interrupting the small children's magical Christmas moment. And that can be super liberating for you. This is assuming you have cell service. Unfortunately, I typically don't at my family (laughs) gatherings. But But at least you have the option if you ever go into a situation where you need to see a present and you do have cell service. Right. Um, And it's always, because you'll be able to use whatever you want for whatever situation that you feel comfortable with comfortable with and like just you know maybe that time you just don't really want to bother somebody else you know right Uh, and 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 i personally prefer to be as independent as possible anyway like i get great joy out of using ira agents for things that i would normally have to rely on someone for Mm -hmm. so you may choose to do that anyway even if someone is available to help you and if that's your choice then awesome go for it if you've got the ira minutes to spare for that and you want to do that instead and your family may not understand and they'll probably say like, you know, oh, I don't mind. And they probably really don't mind. But if you would rather be independent and have an IRA agent describe things so everybody else can stay fully engaged with their own thing, then that's awesome. That's your choice. And just explain that to them that you want that independence. You always want to have options. Right. Options are good. Options and advocacy are always the answer. I like that. Yes. Also, if you are unfamiliar with Ira, I will link the app in the show notes and you can read it and try it and learn for yourself because it is very beneficial and basically just allows you to talk to a sighted person whenever you need to via video chat on your phone. So it is definitely a good, definitely a good tool to have in your box. Yes, absolutely. And we are also planning to do a demonstration of Ira on challenge solutions in the future as soon as we figure out how we're going to actually film that video. Yes. So we have definitely talked for long enough. Does anyone have anything they want to say in closing? I think it's uh, 
the only thing I'd have to say is just if you take any, if you don't take anything away from this conversation, take the fact that to advocate for yourself and make sure you have different ways of doing so. Absolutely. This will probably be the last podcast we do before the holidays. So if that is the case, then Merry Christmas. If you celebrate it, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, all the holidays. Have a good one. So that about wraps up this podcast. I hope you found it helpful or at least entertaining. And if you want more content like this, you can check out our other podcasts. We're hoping to do podcasts once a month. We also have a blog, challengesolutions.org. It will be linked in the show notes. In addition, we have a YouTube channel, which has a lot of great content on technology and tips for teachers and tips for students. So those are all worth checking out. You can also contact us via the Challenge Solutions website. There's a contact form, or you can leave us a message via the Anchor app if you have any questions or suggestions for future content. In the meantime, happy holidays and thank you for watching. It went droop. Caitlin, do you need to mute yourself? <laughs> We're never gonna get it's this. It's not one. me. It's not me this time. Did did Caitlin mute herself? Yes. It's the decompression session. <laughs> Macy, you need to mute yourself. <laughs> We're never gonna make it. Listen, it Linda, I drink I thought, coffee at 9 p.m. <laughs> I thought it was great, Caitlin. Okay, I'm going was... to start muting myself until I can handle this conversation. You can continue. I didn't mean to. <laughs> we He's gotta make like, a blooper <laughs> reel for this one. Hey, you have no room to talk. Oh, I just got the internet connection unstable. Fuzzy <laughs> robot, Macy. Uh-huh. No one else is on a Windows, are they? No. No. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I I I shut up because it said like meeting. Did it say detaste? <laughs> I don't know what it said. All right, you can uh, keep rolling if you want. Do Do you want me to keep going? <laughs> If you want. I can't English. I think we've all... Oh. <laughs> what that was? Okay, that was... Oh, is it yours or mine? You won't stop! <laughs> <laughs> I actually took off my watch because I didn't want it to, to make it to yell at me. Me too. That would have been a smart decision, but I don't make smart decisions, so... <laughs> well, it's like, what's more awkward? Doing... What did you say? The blind man shuffle? The blindy shuffle! Oh, the blind shuffle, okay. Yes. You want to take us out and do, uh, do the... Yes. Can... Am I better? Am I clear? Yeah, yeah, you yes, you're good. You can see clearly now the rain is gone. <laughs>